I only think there's one or two people in our audience that is going to feel any type of way about you making the statement that you just made before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But it very directly ties to a story of my family. Do you know this story about no. the person that you brought up? Okay, well, first of all, clue in the audience. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. What did you just say to me moments ago? Um, that I snapped instead of clapped. Or the Bob Dylan No, thing. the Bob Dylan thing. Oh, I think Bob Dylan kind of sucks. Great songwriter, but kind of sucks. I'm not educated enough in his work as a whole to argue it too much, but I think I could argue that it's worth giving a deeper glance at before totally discounting. Mm-hmm. But I agree. He's been around for so long. He's made so much stuff. So much of it has to not be very good. And his stuff nowadays sure is sad. His live performances, all that. But the reason I brought it back up for the beginning of the podcast is because my grandparents swear by the story and have sweared my entire life, my mom's entire life, that before he was famous, when he was couch hopping across the country, Bob Mm -hmm. Dylan lived with an offshoot of my family for a period of time. Wow. Nothing Bob Dylan has ever said has ever, like, confirmed this story. But nothing's denied it. And I think anytime I've pressed the story for more details, my grandparents are like, eh. I don't think it's true, but my grandparents have said my entire life, it's one of those family legends that yeah. has no truth in it, but that Bob Dylan lived with the Thomases at one point. Wow. What do you think about that? Does that make you think of him or me that just a little my... bit higher? Um, yeah, think about what you're saying about your buddy Zach when you talk shit about your lineage. About the Rolling Stone himself, Bob Dylan. Yeah, Zach, it does change my impression of him. Tells me that not only was he not so great a singer, a pretty good songwriter, but he also had terrible taste in people to <laughs> sleep on the couch of? Yeah. The other legend in my family that one time i was at my grandparents house love a legend. and my grandpa was reading this old as fuck book and he was like everybody everybody gather around i've got important <laughs> news we're related to the guy who was dubbed the name johnny appleseed this is who he originally was i'm reading this book i'm looking through lineage we're related to the guy who is johnny appleseed everyone's like Okay, that's pretty cool. It's interesting. Let's read some Wikipedia pages about the guy. That's awful neat. Like 25 minutes later, he's read a couple more pages of his book, and he's like, guys, update. (laughs) Not in any way related to the guy dubbed Johnny Appleseed. (laughs) False alarm as as apple seeds are confirmed. As apple seeds are. Sure. Concerned concerned you're so smart i was thinking i was like wow black people really don't have that kind of thing because we can't trace our lineage very far that's funny like the furthest i can trace my lineage back zach is Is to harriet tubman herself is like great grandparents the the black johnny appleseed harriet (laughs) tubman right like two above that was literally slavery so yeah i can't go super far but the the thing in my family is that And I don't know how true this is. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, black people had to escape slavery. A lot of them did. Some of them never did. Right. But my family that lived up in the northern part of the United States and in Canada, that's from my grandma's side, apparently when they escaped, it was Elizabeth Taylor's family that helped them. That sounds like a Bob Dylan story. Do you think that's true? Or do you think it's been embellished over a family game of telephone? Her... Her family was involved with that, involved with the Underground Railroad, 
and they were located in a place that okay. my family came That's from. That's the important so it's not detail. out of the realm of possibility. It's not just, it's we true. heard that these people did this, so that happened to us too, mm-hmm. the location. Sure. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Into the Time Knife. We're here to wrap up with a pretty little bow and a pretty little box our coverage of the incredible second season of The Good Place. We're wrapping up our season two chat today. I don't think just covering the season finale quite does it justice after how epic and time-spanning this season has been. I think we've got to come back to it and discuss it one more time, talk about the highs and try to come up with some lows as we finish this season of the show up before trailblazing along into the second half of the podcast with season three of The Good Place, which is nuts. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Is it our bottom half or top half, Zach? Or are are we split down the middle? What do you mean? Like, if our podcast were a person, yeah, would we oh. be, like, you, right? Is it cut, like, uh... We're right above the penis, is what you're saying? Because as we head down butt, towards the feet? I don't know what kind of genitalia our podcast has. I think it's pretty male-leaning. I think our podcast has a moderate, not-too-showy, but certainly their penis. Okay, I'll take it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Zach. <laughs> a moderately what did i say not too showy but still there a moderately not too showy but still there podcast host <laughs> uh, and i'm steven and i don't have anything really i don't okay. i don't have any you're not I'm expected totally flat to. down there sometimes like, we do sometimes we don't you know yeah hi everybody welcome thank you for joining us we've got to shout out our patrons ten dollar and up over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people, of course, are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, I guess, and Autumn mm. Marsh. Four people that are very important to us. They've been keeping the lights on here at Can't Disappoint Podcasts for a long time at this point. And if you're listening to us every week and if you like us, I don't know, in general, if I feel like if you're listening to us every week, whether mm-hmm. you are interested in the bonus content, which there you is a ton us. of, on Patreon, not that they owe us, but I am humbly asking that you would wow. consider supporting Zach us starting humble? at $5 because, look, it's not free to put this show on, and it's certainly not free to make it better and to get it out there to more people. So if you've got the $5 in these trying times, look, my car broke down this week. I can't, can't drive escape to the podcast my store home. Anymore. You're going to let me, <laughs> if you've got the extra funds and you like what we do here every week, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We do the live pre-show every week before we record this show, which you get this show a week early every week on Patreon. You get our That 70 Show Rewatch podcast, The Basement, exclusively on Patreon, along with all 40 episodes of Brokeback Bebop, which for free, the second season of is starting next Thursday or this Thursday, I suppose, August 10th. So check out Brokeback Bebop and sign up for the Patreon. Brokeback Bebop. Check it out. Love it. Oh, a little jet black. That's a good one. He's got a little bonsai. Do you have his robot extremities? He's got an arm. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's new. As an anime figure collector, mm-hmm. and now that we're years and years along the pop vinyl craze... Yeah. Do you think they're overrated? Do you think they're on their way out? Because I think yes. I think that from where I stand, mm-hmm. I don't think that the pop things are the best figures by any means. I think they're cute. I think they're fun. I think they're easy to collect because of the minimal amount of space they take up. And that's why I like them. I think there's a wide range of available characters. They're not very expensive. 
as someone who has a mix of expensive figures and pop vinyl, I think you, you get what you want to get. I'm going to keep I buying I agree with that. Collect what you want to get. Get what you want to get. But I'm to the point where if I'm watching YouTube videos and the guy has like a wall of 600 pop vinyls behind him. Did I say U2s? I said no, a... U2s is what the YouTubers are doing now. Oh, sure. But, you know, when people have that to mm-hmm. show off, I'm not that impressed by it anymore. I actually quite like the clean look of your diverse spread of well, types of figures on shelving units much more to a wall of pop vinyls because they all kind of yeah, look I the same. Yeah, I also not – I think if you have a, a shit ton of pop vinyls like in boxes, they're never going to be worth that much money and the ones that are worth that much money you had to pay a fuck ton to get so it kind of de- defeats the purpose and i don't think the value is going to go up that much i'm sure it will in, at not of the point, pop but they're vinyls. too accessible those are our hot takes for the week like bob and, dylan and from somebody out. who, who pop does vinyls out in. season out. two of the good place about to be out yeah, but right true. now very much in um, steven how are want- you oh, <laughs> go ahead. never mind if you want what if you want something a pop vinyl size but want something that's much nicer, get mm-hmm. a Nindroid. They're I don't know like those. actual little customizable figures. You can like change out the face plates and like they actually do move their arms and legs a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. So you can change the one you have into other characters with different face plates? Um you can. I more so used to change different expressions on expressions. the Expressions. So will they come with several expressions? Yeah. That's pretty they come neat. With a few different faces, sometimes a few different hair options. Makes it a lot more masturbatory. If yeah. you can change their expressions, I'd assume. It's true. You can roleplay. Gross. But I'm good. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> glad to hear that. How was your week? It was kind of eventful. I had a work event where Danny and I got to do a cool performance to a song in Japanese that I like quite a bit. Song? It was a dance what style we hadn't performed. It's called Shinonunga Ewa. Ewa, God from Avatar. I'm familiar. You got it. You you know it. You're familiar with his work. <laughs> His, I mean, avatars. Yes. The, the big blue one. Right. It was obviously a woman. But uh, it's a dance style we hadn't done professionally, performatively before. So that what was is kind it? of fun. Nightclub two-step. It's a real groovy dance. What is dance. that? It's a real groovy dance. I can't really demonstrate it. Show me but... what the arms do. <laughs> you do one of these? <laughs> oh, my. Wow. wow. You're doing that in the nightclub? Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it takes up too much space. You know me. I'm like, hey. feel like you're just going to be hitting everybody else in the club. <laughs> that's how that's why it's special and then i was at an executive training conference in just outside of philly as an weekend. unpaid intern obviously i was just getting the coffee for the executives for the big boys yeah i flew in just to nobody grabs coffee like my boy steve over flew here. yourself in too they didn't pay for it you mm-hmm. volunteered showed up did not take hotel. any coffee orders only brought decaf that was room temperature and nobody seemed to want it my week sucked. My week was a room temperature decaf coffee of a week. My car broke down. I've been stuck in my house for five days. Wow, you know, sound like a shit. like it's a up. conservative country star at the really? beginning of the pandemic. What do you mean? Should well, I start singing, singing about like their Imagine Trump- by John Lennon? So, is that is that what a conservative country star sounds like? When a famous person has to be stuck in home for more than twenty <laughs> yeah. hours and all, goes crazy. <laughs> That's how I felt. I've watched a lot of movies. I'm ready to get my car and get out of here. But I've been really looking forward to doing the podcast and preparing for the podcast because it gives me something to do. I have had nothing to do nothing to do for a week almost it's been so long i've barely gone outside except to walk across the street to the grocery store every now and then i'm so bored steven 
what's it like outside? Are the people still moving and shaking? Are things still going on? Everything's very different now. Really? What happened? It, it's, like, was, since it X took raining. over Twitter, everything changed. Yeah. What? I don't know. I've never felt less about something than I feel about the icon changing from a bird <laughs> to an X. Well, not just the icon, the name of the app. Sure. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. You no longer tweet. I'm not they are respecting no longer Twitters. tweets. They are now posts and reposts. They've completely wiped tweet and Twitter off of it. Of wow. course, it's going to be a real for Indiana heads, Deer Creek to Klipsch to whatever it is now situation. Mm-hmm. All the cool kids will be like, well, in my day it was Twitter, so I'm still going to call it Twitter. But it isn't anymore. Twitter was the social media platform that sprung its own verb. Yeah. Tweeting. It became not a silly thing to say or think. It was just it's part just of verb. the lexicon. And they decided that's not important anymore. Yeah. I don't really care either. I think Elon Musk is a bad guy, but... Yes, I agree. Twitter's been the best way to get our podcast out to people, so I imagine I'll continue to use it that way. But mm-hmm. alternatively... Do we, have, do we have a threads? Should we get That's on what threads? I was about to say. Alternatively, I've never been more convinced that it's time to find a Twitter alternative. Mm-hmm. That maybe threads or this blue sky is one I'm hearing There's about. There's like a black people one too, but you have to get like invited to it. Or even maybe we should start a TikTok and post little clips on yeah, I'll, the TikTok. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll TikTok. No, I don't want. I don't want you to do that. I'll I think t- we I'll could t- repurpose clips from the podcast where we do little silly, zany, flip yeah, a bottle I'll, I'll and catch it's okay. it. I'll upside. TikTok. Don't worry about it. You're not going to do that. I'll. I'll. <laughs> renegade. Maybe it is time renegade, to renegade. To think about renegade. TikTok, some other social medias. Let us know what should old man Zach and Steven sign up for next to uh, get our content. Is it time to finally get a MySpace, guys? Does we make a Tumblr that's just still vulgar? MySpace. Wait, you can't put your your butthole on Tumblr anymore, can you? I think they brought the buttholes back. Oh shit! Time to go to Tumblr. I think they brought the buttholes back. I've never really understood Tumblr. I've seen all kinds of content from it that I've found mm-hmm. funny, but I don't know. I even when I was a kid, I was yeah. an old man that did not know how to engage with it. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Good Place. Let's talk about season two of the Good Place. I've been revisiting a little bit our podcast from this season over the last couple of days mm-hmm. to prepare some stuff for this. And it really struck me how across season two, how far we went. Yeah. You know, season one, it took a whole season to find out it was the bad place. So season two starts with the reboot from that. And think of all the things that happened that lead us to Eleanor alive again at the end of season one. It is such a sprawling 13 episodes of the show. They never spend more than two, maybe three episodes before the next big game shifter. Yeah. I think that makes this season that's really so short compared to the history of television so impressive that there is a lot to recap. I'm not we're not going to try to re-recap all of season 2. Well, Steven's going to try to do it in 20 Ooh. seconds here in a little bit. But mm-hmm. it just struck me how this season did so much throughout 13 episodes so well. It made it even more impressive to think of it as a whole instead of episode by episode like we have been so far. Well, and I think it's such a consistent season too. I mean, the worst of this season is tough to pick because it's all so good. And I think that there's, 
you know, every episode mattered for the most part in some way or another. You can make an argument. And I think even if you look at, you know, when we did Community, our favorite season of Community, we still had episodes episodes that we were like... Now, a lot more episodes That's in what that I was going to say. 25, but, 26 episodes. Sometimes. Yeah, but it's crazy to have, I mean, just 13 episodes come out where... And I remember watching it the first time, Zach. We felt the same way. How is this still so good? What are they going to yeah. do next? No way can they keep this up. And they proved us wrong week after week. And I think it was so cool going back through this time and, and even taking like a more you know magnifying glass look at all the episodes. They're still all good. And Even the couple laugh. of episodes that I remembered being good but not my favorite thinking mm-hmm. back on the show, we've ended so many of the conversations this season saying, well, now that we've looked at it like that, I like this episode even more. One of yeah. my favorites of the series. You wouldn't believe how many times, especially me, at the end of just about every episode, I'm like, that's one of the best ones. That was a really <laughs> good one. Because they are, and you're right, every single episode contributes something to the story at large, which leads to this really sprawling season that never stays in one place too long, that is always moving forward. And it's one of the things that I appreciate so much about this show. And it never really lets up. It's really only the first season that does one thing for a pretty Mm -hmm. long time the rest of the show it's got other stuff to do yeah truly well i think what we're gonna do first here is Mm -hmm. one of our favorite segments week in and week out let's see if steven can earn an f this week because we're gonna find out as a group not only did steven watch the episode this week but did steven retain the season did steven retain the season. Yeah, I'm bad like a Barbie. Summer, summer, something. You like Ice Spice? I think you did that last week, too. Yeah, I know. I did it again. Do I like Ice Spice? As a personality, sure, I don't listen to modern pop music as much as I should, so I haven't Ice heard Spice, enough of her stuff. Ice Spice, not a pop artist, but okay. Well, isn't she popular and on the radio? Shut the fuck up, Well, Zach. But listen to me. What is pop music if not rap now? There's your Taylor Swifts and they're your pop artists, but it's not what's taking over the radio stations like it was when we were kids. It's rap and a, those couple of artists that are still hanging on. Don't look at me like that because I said that for a reason, goddammit. Well, technically pop means popular, so if it's popular with the youth... I don't sound like Patrick Starr. I used to, I worked on it, I don't anymore. (laughs) Steven, you've got 20 seconds. No, last season, I think we gave you a full 30 seconds to recap the season. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to try to get in as much as you can to tell us Mm -hmm. what happened in season two. I think what is important to remember here is not even necessarily to touch on every single episode, but to get to the beginning and to get to the end and yeah. get a good chunk in the middle. It's going to be a struggle. How are you feeling? You know, Zach, I actually am not feeling that bad. Why? I think I might you should. Okay. You should be feeling because bad. Because the story, the, the season two, even more than season one, sure. has so many things happening that maybe... It's really forgiving maybe, to miss a lot of stuff. A miracle will happen. Is that from something or is that your true prayer? That's me. That's your That's heart. My true that came prayer. from you. Okay. That You're was... going to have 30 seconds, Stephen, uh-huh. to tell us everything that happened in case this is someone's first episode they're listening to of our yeah. podcast or of The Good Place. Everything that happened in season two of The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? 
Yes. Unlike most times, you'll have 30 seconds this time. But like every other time, you'll start on go. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. Eleanor wakes up and the good place is restarted. Then Eleanor wakes up and the good place is restarted over and over and over again because they keep figuring out it's the bad place. And finally, Michael gives in and he's like, let's join forces. I can't beat you. Then they are in a simulation run by Vicky and they're pretending. And then that all falls out because Sean shows up and he's like, congratulations, you win. And then my, Sean finds out that it was all a lie. Um, and that the then they end up in the bad place where they find a portal to the judge where they meet Maya Rudolph. And she's like, you're all bad. I'll give you a test. They fail the test. Then they end up getting Stop. through... Fuck me, that was bad. No, was it, not... Steven, it was not bad. It was not as bad as it felt like? It was not as bad as you felt like. I think for a good stretch of that, you did really well. Where you started to lose me was when you talked about them going to the bad place. Uh-huh. I think you missed a couple details there, and mm-hmm. then you didn't get the ending. I think yeah. you were on your way to doing a pretty serviceable recap of like speed running where we've mm-hmm. been this season. And I don't think you ruined it i i just think you did bring it down mm-hmm. i almost want to give you a b minus because i liked a lot of wow. it but i'm gonna go with a c plus i'm gonna go with a c plus for this recap I appreciate of it. season appreciate two which is not a c plus season of the show in any no. way i want to go back to talking about how the best seasons of community which is one of our main reference points because we've podcasted mm-hmm. about every episode of community how those seasons had easily five episodes or three yeah. episodes that were the worst of the season. Do you think that makes The Good Place a better show? So I'm going to equate it to music albums. Zach. Music albums. Because I would rather have an eight track album where all eight songs are fantastic than have a 16 track album with 10 great songs and three okay songs and a couple bad ones. And I'd rather have that than a 26 song album with 13 great ones and 13 ones I don't care about. I hear what you're saying. Here's my yes and. Mm -hmm. If you really love the artist, you're excited to see them do all of the weird things they want to do with those 26 songs. And even the 10 that aren't bangers on the playlist, you can probably see why they did that experiment and appreciate that they did it. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way with Community. I love that creative team, that cast so much, that even the worst episodes of each season of Community probably have lines that make us laugh harder Uh than most of the jokes in The Good Place. It's kind of apples and oranges, even though they're both NBC sitcoms that (laughs) aired in the same block, I think. at one. No, Community ended before The Good Place started. But you know what I'm saying? There's not mm-hmm. that much separating them other than so much about what each show is. Yeah. I think I'll always prefer community, but it truly says something about The Good Place having 13 episodes, doing something totally different with each one, and them all being successful. It was hard mm-hmm. to pick a bottom three episodes. It was really hard. It was hard to leave out a few of the top five episodes. I'm really excited to see what we do when we get to those lists. I think this season of all of the ones that we're going to cover in this show, we might have the most different answers because it's so? such a strong season. You think that's true? I, I am possibly. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Before we do that, we're going to do a little trivia redemption round. We have a lot of fun with our trivia on this show, but sometimes the fun is more compiling the questions than actually getting the other person to know <laughs> what the answer is. I feel like lately... Both of us have been on an uptick of doing better at trivia. 
I think yeah. when we did this for season one, though, the redemption round did not go well because there's quite a bit of removal from most mm-hmm. of these episodes. But I've compiled questions. We're going to go back and forth and have a fun little, do we remember the season we've been talking for 20 hours about <laughs> this last few months? You go first. Let me get a question. Okay. I think we have the same number of questions. Cool. What disease did it feel like Camilla's songs could cure? Cancer is my guess. Wrong. Yeah. What is it? Malaria. I don't remember that part at all. Don't remember the context. My first question for you, when Jason tampers with Luong's bike, what Mm -hmm. does he send him off to get at the store? A kite. (laughs) Good job. One for Steven. Let's keep what score. did Jason That's one and Pillboy used to do together? Well, I feel like a lot of a couple of things throughout the season could be referenced as that. I'll like tell you, Flamingo my questions thing. are in episode order. But your question is specific. I remember because I was looking through my trivia. I remember asking about this. It was something about drones. It was doing something at drones, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what they did to them. He didn't get enough for me to give you credit, I understand. They used to walk together, get high together, and throw old batteries at drones Old batteries at drones. Mm -hmm. How long was the shortest reboot? Eight seconds. That is correct. You're two for two. I think I had that in one of my questions that episode. I believe that's Michael sitting on the button or something. I thought that was the one where he Eleanor... accidentally says it's the bad place. Yeah. And Eleanor walks in and is like, this is the bad place. Yeah, that's true. That is probably the eight second one. Mm-hmm. How many days did attempt three last? Fuck. Five. 128. <laughs> Over three. Where <laughs> should Michael and Jeanette go this weekend? Remember Jeanette. Make me a Dubai. Samba it's dancing. not Dubai. Huh? Take Samba to Samba lessons. Yes. In Brazil? Rio? San Diego. San Diego. Two for three. Oh, mm-hmm. for three. You're not bad. How long was Sebastian's spoken word jazz opera? Mm. Eleanor, I adore. <laughs> I don't remember how long it was. I don't know how long to go. I'm going to say 23 minutes. Mm, three hours three hours yes of course (laughs) that would be the man of my dreams personally Mm -hmm. what does michael think that pulling an eleanor is this might be the one to get that eleanor guesses being a good friend no you're doing so well michael thinks Mm -hmm. that pulling an eleanor is posting a cousin's credit card number on reddit because she said i looked tired that's such a funny one that was a tough one. Yeah. You've been doing well so far. What would Jason rate Tahani if she auditioned mm. to be in his crew? Is it a nine is the highest? Is that your guess? Yes. A perfect eight out of 13. Mm, really eight close. is the highest, and then really nine close. starts to go back down. Fuck, I haven't mm. gotten anything right, have Not I? Not yet. Not yet. No. You will. How do you activate a Janet? This one should be in there somewhere, I think. In that little little brain boy of yours. I know. I'm like, I'm just trying to get it right. You, um... I think you're thinking a little too hard. Is it you hold the nose and tug on the earlobe? No. All you have to do is press the nose for three seconds. You're press thinking of different commands seconds. for different things. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Damn! Damn! How many did I get? Three so far? Three or four? I think so. 
Okay. What year was the Three trolley problem introduced? 1963. You're so close. Let me give you one more crack at 1964. it. 1964. 1967. Damn. I wasn't that close. Yeah. Uh, well, my next one for you. What is marbleized Janet high in if ingested? Potassium. Good job. That's like a banana. Four out of six. I think that's four for me. How many workmen are in the original trolley problem? Four. Because three and one. No, just three. Because the other person's a bystander. Four and one. Drat. (laughs) What is Eleanor's ideal rebound guy like? Does she give like descriptive qualities? She gives it would be a mix of this. Mm. Does that tell you? A mix of these people. Reminds me of the, the okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin's. Yeah. I kind of gave it to you. Yeah, head. Uh huh. And don't remember Tahani's body. Yes, good job. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. I'd yeah, be into either one. That's five for you, yeah. I believe, or six. Um, that's a lot. How many times has Janet been rebooted? Oh my gosh. Well, as many times as the neighborhood has been over eight hundred. Yeah, you give me. It's really close to the number eight hundred. Eight hundred and two. Hey <laughs> There she is. Ding 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 ding. One for Zach. Look at you now. Not so big <laughs> this in is your where Zach riches. makes his comeback and gets every other question right. Boom. Who was Jason's first kiss? Look at was you now. Teacher? No, it was the sexy mouse robot in the Chuck E. Cheese band. Nice. I get How it. the mighty tumble. <laughs> Why shouldn't Jason eat everything that smells good? Because sometimes it's candles. Sometimes it's candles. Another one for zaccaroni and cheese. <laughs> okay, here's another one. What is Tahani's name for a giant pancake? We discussed this one. I remember the conversation we had about it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't call it a flapjack. It's she call it four a, words. A tin stone mm-hmm. griddle cake? bad enough to get zero credit even though you got three out of four words right because i'm coming for that title (laughs) 10 stone griddle chip i'm just so fucking close you are but i think for the fun of the competition as i'm on an upswing i think i'm at three Mm -hmm. and you are at five i'll edit this down if i'm wrong i want to count you're at four so you're at two i'm at four okay and you're gonna get this next one i'm sure what team's games are shown in the bad place? Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because they suck. They suck. Three to four. All right. What is sh- this? Is, you're going to get this one. What is shotgun on Optimus Prime? I think you'll get it. You're not going to get it. Fuck. Hell yeah, you're not going to get it. Give me that the lack of right answer. Nipple? Yeah, that's right. You did it. Fuck yeah. I thought you would God get damn. it. Goddamn. Five. Five to three. Okay. What was Eleanor's yearbook quote? Was it, you're not better than me? Sure was. For a second, I thought maybe that was Jason's, but Mm -hmm. it was Eleanor. Okay. Who did Rhonda Mumps once shove a hot dog down the throat of? Brad Pitt? No. Legendary John Wayne. John Wayne. Not very close. Actor. Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. four to five? I think so. Ooh, How my long... panties are soaked. <laughs> How long are bad place trains delayed? Mm-hmm. Is it an hour? No, what is it? 
three hours what we were looking that, for. That was what my first thought was, mm-hmm. and I second-guessed it. I think you'll get this one. What sauce is the judge using both in show and in the real world for her burrito? Okay, real world is Cholula. Yes. In show. Are your buttholes as tight as mine is right now, audience? My butthole has not been this tight in some time. Hope. That is incorrect. That's not enough to cinch a point. Envy. The concept of envy. Envy. God damn. We're still 5-4? Yeah. What is Bad Janet sick of smelling? Is it in reference to Michael? Possibly. Is it old white farts? Rongo, you're okay. close. It's Michael's lumpy white ass. Lumpy white ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're running out of questions. Mm-hmm. Here's my next one. When Tahani opens the door to see her parents, what three things does she reveal she's done to them? Ate a Cheeto. You got to get all three. Snog the Floridian. I don't know if she said snog, but she kissed a Floridian. You got to give me the word, I think. Really close to snog. Do you know the word? They did more than snog. They... Oh, she shagged a Floridian. Uh-huh. There's one and more. And then the Can third one... This is one I told remembering when you asked me this originally, too. True. I'm not going to give you a hint. Mm-mm. I'm thinking it's in there. It's in there. She... I'm feeling a time window died closing. Died the first one is she died dressed, dressed as a the service, service worker. worker. No, I said it. I said died before you said it. That doesn't I, count. I literally, Zach, there's a delay. I literally was saying it before I you started saying it. I don't believe it. I don't think that counts because that brings us into the last question at four and five. Okay. okay That's okay. interesting. I see what you're saying, but mm-hmm. on my end, I got too much of the answer out to feel confident to give it to you because okay. we had said you're out of time and all that. Yeah, this so is true. So one time more expired. question. Okay. You ready? And it's you. It's you. Yes. What year was St. John's University founded? <laughs> I didn't get this right, but you I got the earlier year question. I think I got 1860, right? Like You got part of 186. it. 186. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that might – are you telling me that that all is right, 186? In the question you asked earlier, I thought you meant in my what year is the trolley uh-huh. problem. You got three of the digits uh, right. 1837. Not right. I think that's exactly what you guessed. Is it 1867? It is 1826, Zach. So you win, but let's see if you can get my last Mm -hmm. question. That was more fun than I thought it was going to be. That was fun. Well earned, because I was bad in the beginning, and I brought it up a little. I did go Mm -hmm. on a run, and then it ended flat. My last (laughs) question for you, in the season finale somewhere else, what does Eleanor order at the Mexican restaurant? Some kind of salad. It's like a... No. I think you also asked me this question. I think I did ask you this question. Um, a, yeah. I don't know, cucumber soup. No, she ordered the steamed vegetable medley and water. And water. That's our trivia. That was fun. That's our tri- I, that was fun, but good job. Don't feel fully redeemed. I feel like you were fairly redeemed. Yeah. And it made for a fun competition. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. The next thing on the docket is finally to get to those lists, our bottom and top of the season. I think we should start. Ooh, what? that was a weird way to say the word start. Start. You don't always have to mock me. <laughs> don't, don't do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start with the bottom three episodes. I'm excited to see what we landed on for these. And I think all of our answers for both of them are going to say, it's this episode, but, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't I'm absolutely sick to my stomach about one of my bottom, bottom three choices. What's your third worst episode so of I, the series? So I am sick to of, my of stomach about this choice, you shouldn't Zach, be. but I, I couldn't over here. 
I couldn't put the other options here. Okay. What's My number three? three uh huh. I'm excited. Everything is great. Part one. Okay. Why? Yeah. Of all the episodes this season, uh huh. This is the one, and knowing where it goes, I understand why it is the way it is. But it's the one that we're the same place the longest. It's just a reboot of the pilot episode. It doesn't do anything totally insane yet. It's just that's not the first totally thing the true. In part one, part one ends before they get rebooted again. It's still the first right, but reboot. Part one ends with Tahani is the one giving the drunken speech at the party. Yeah. We've seen Eleanor and Chidi both come back, and it ends with a fire being caused and Eleanor being like, I got her off the stage. I think part one culminates to a little bit more than what you're giving it credit for. I'm not taking your choice away. I'm just mm-hmm. backing up what I think. I think it's a great episode, and yeah. it's a fantastic pilot you were sick to your stomach and all do. that. So it's okay that you're dead wrong. My yeah. number three, unless you have more to say. No. Okay. My number three worst of the season, and it was tough because I like a lot about this episode. My, <laughs> You're nervous. <laughs> Why are you more nervous than I am? My number three worst episode of the season is going to be Best Self. Okay. I thought that's what I, I thought you were going to say something else. Okay. I like this I don't episode. With you. I, I like, like this episode, especially going back and revisiting it and remembering that the air balloon part of it doesn't take up as much of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's more satisfying that Michael isn't trying to torture them. He he is using those tactics to stall because that's all he's got. And then in the end, we get some really sweet stuff as the group comes together before they move on to the next unknown. However, mm-hmm. I think the hot air balloon thing really specifically is not the i mean it it feels lazy because it is lazy on purpose but it makes that stretch of the episode feel a little bit less captivating than most of the rest of the season and just that was enough to edge it into my bottom three my number two team cockroach i think coming off of a fantastic ending of an episode where you unexpectedly get michael saying let's team up guys let's team up yes they spend, and it's not quite a bottle episode, but it feels a lot like one. It's basically the gang deciding, like, should we join forces with him? And I think there's good stuff in this episode. It's a good episode of the show, but it doesn't do as much to excite or break the mold. It's kind of us all collectively dealing with the fact that something is going to break the mold, but it's one of the very few kind of transitional episodes this season, I feel. It's it's a good episode. There's a lot of funny stuff, a lot of great dialogue, a lot of really think worthy things that the gang talks about but it's not one of the top for me which it lands it in the bottom in the words of rupaul's drag race <laughs> at this point in the competition wouldn't that if just you be are in not the words in the top, of rupaul <laughs> you are in the bottom <laughs> also yeah steven just deep in the bottom <laughs> one of my favorite oh. places for him to be <laughs> i'm already learning that you're right our lists are very different two of your three episodes are not in my bottom three episodes mm-hmm. the two that you said are not on my list my wow. number two worst episode of the season is going to be somewhere else the season finale wow. which i've come to appreciate a lot more it's just because it slows down when none of the other episodes do. I mm-hmm. think a lot of what you said about Everything is Great Part 1 is how I feel about the second half or two-thirds of sure. Somewhere mm-hmm. Else. I like what it's doing. I like the hints of Michael and Janet rifling through things. 
But this is one of the rare episodes that is kind of just you watch it to get to the next thing. There isn't a ton in this episode that is like classic all-time good place that I remember. It is kind of just a transition episode. And Mm -hmm. it surprises, but it also kind of stalls or slows down. And it's my number two, although it is a good episode. I'd probably still give it like a B plus. You're number one. My number one Worst bottom episode, episode of, the of the season, which I still give this episode at least a B. I wonder if we're not going to have any of the same, or do you think we have the same number one? We do not have the same number one. Because I've said it already. My number one is Best Self. Okay. That's the one I think for me is the bottom of the season. It's everything you said about it, I agree mm-hmm. with. Someone compared this episode to... Who's someone that it wasn't one of us? <laughs> uh, well, because I was, I was reading some things online about the episode. Oh, just good to, for like, you. Get a, like a little jog about yeah. it. And someone was comparing this one to an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like right before the big battle. And it's basically everyone sitting around and being like, well, it's been a journey, hasn't it? Sure. But there's a big kiss in that episode of Game of Thrones. We don't even get that in this one. And that, I was like, huh, that's, that's a good reason. But I I th- think we th- do get Chidi and Eleanor dancing. Talking. They do dance a little bit. Like resting the head on the shoulder. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a sweet episode, but it's not. Yeah. It landed in my bottom. And it was tough. I think you could switch around a couple of episodes because there are a few that are good but not great and it's hard to separate those for me but i put that as my bottom one my number one what i have as the bottom episode of the season is going to be leap to faith wow the that's fair that one because the whole thing of that episode that's supposed to make it fun is this heist that involves Michael giving subliminal messages without the others knowing and the mm-hmm. others slowly figuring it out. I think it's one of the very, very few times in The Good Places history where Eleanor puts it all together and it doesn't quite track that she would have gotten what she got out of what was said. I also don't think the roast sequence is especially fun compared when you you look at Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent that has the super mm-hmm. fun wax figure roast kind of scene which i think is way better and then putting it all together at the end there's a part where they hide under a train that should have been like way cooler and more exciting than what it is it just kind of happens without us knowing what's happening and then i don't Mm -hmm. totally agree when i see how they got what they got it's not a bad episode but it's one of the few episodes that i feel like i could poke some holes into the writing and and the continuity that's my number one give me your full three before we move on so i can so in descending order three two one everything is great part one number two team cockroach and my number one bottom was best self okay my three third worst is best self second worst somewhere else and number one worst leap to faith but none of them are bad yeah none are bad. it's literally a bottom three it really isn't the worst three mm-hmm. it's the least favorite but they could still be kind of favorites yeah at times. And, and the two that of years that i didn't have in my bottom three were on the bubble for my bottom three they were in the thoughts for it so Well, I'm going to kick off the top five. Go for it. Because my number five was in your bottom three. Wow. My number five is going to be Team Cockroach. I think I see what you're saying about it being a slowdown episode, but I think it's one of the most important slowdown episodes Mm -hmm. because I've been thinking about this season a lot more as Michael's story and how 
Michael in the beginning of the season is this ruthless villain. And so when we get the reveal that he wants to work with them, we really need an episode like Team Cockroach to convince these guys why they mm-hmm. should and have to work with Michael. I also yeah. think it isn't a hindrance that it's like kind of a bottle episode. I think it's a benefit of this episode that mm-hmm. the show that doesn't do little episodes like that very often does get to do this episode where it's just Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, William Jackson Harper, Manny Jacinto, Darcy Carden, and Jamila Jamil going off of each other like it's a one-act play for 25 yeah. minutes. I think this episode is outstanding. It's my number five. Well, I, I, I don't argue with it. I think it's a good episode. I think I feel similarly about Team Cockroach how you feel about Leap to Faith. Sure. In terms of like around the same level of yeah. quality. I All of my... It's good-spirited disagreement. Yeah. I'm not mad at you, but it is so fun mm-hmm. and interesting how our we talk about the same things and usually on this show at the end of a recap we agree with each other mm-hmm. on what we think of the episode for the most part other than yeah. like little things so for our lists to come out so different so is fun. different what's your number five best my number five and this was a very highly contested spot i do <laughs> want to give an honorable mention to the episode Derek, which does not crack my top five even Didn't though crack it's mine. one of it's the funniest one. of the season my number five had to go to Janet and Michael. I think this episode okay. has a ton of heart. That was kind of my bubble episode. It's kind of the right before Derek stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's Janet dealing with things that make her feel a lot more human. And I think the ending where Michael calls Janet his oldest, dearest, kindest, like most special friend is really sweet. I think it's a big moment for both the of them. <laughs> the reason is friends. The reason is friends. I think but that's I thought really this episode was really sweet. And it's an episode that I... Kind of just gut feeling put in my five spot because I think it shows Michael being affectionate towards someone other than a human, which I think is a major step. I think that's a good pick. I just want to say about that episode because it's not on my list. I Mm -hmm. think it does a lot of stuff really well because the whole first part of the season is about Janet's glitches. And that takes that crazy zany, she can't stop giving cactuses and then doing the wrong things. It turns it into an emotional story. Mm -hmm. And also it's a big step in Michael's humanization of becoming a breathing thoughtful person thing yeah it's a really good episode and it just edged out of my top five my number four is also in your bottom three my number four is everything is great part one wow i think when compared to somewhere else it really shows a great way to do this reset where we know more than the characters know Mm -hmm. and i think that episode does a great job of groundhog daying the characters and us and i do think Mm -hmm. that that episode culminates the first half also i'd like to mention that you ranking it as a part one kind of buys into my 13 episode season theory you realize this right if you believed what you've been saying for the last month, you would have said that it was everything is great. That's just how it is. You said part one. And you They're can't separate back chapters that up. of the same episode. Yeah, but we're not ranking our bottom three chapters. We're ranking our bottom three episodes. That was a big win for me. And I think everything is great is a big win as a season premiere. And I think it does culminate in something very exciting. Because Season two doesn't end in a way that shows you no matter what, there's going to be chaos. Mm -hmm. This episode shows you that no matter how you roll the dice, they're going to find each other and crazy shit's going to go down because of it. I really like everything is great. Part one. I'll take it. Like I said, maybe sick to put it in my bottom three. I think our top three might be very similar. 
perhaps. I think so. Number four for me, Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent. Okay. I think it's a really funny episode. It's one of my most memorable ones of the show. Were you nervous I was going to say that one in my bottom three? Is that why you were no. making faces? I thought you were going to say Derek. Oh, no. It's a bubble episode for yeah. me. I love getting to actually see the bad place for the first time and seeing all the bad place characters. I think Janet in that episode is really, really funny. I think that Jason shines in this one. I think Tahani shines a lot. And Eleanor is great in it, too. I think the whole cast is really good. It's just an episode I like a lot of the show. Because it puts us in a brand new setting. And this show does brand new settings really well. A lot of other shows can't do it so well. When you Mm -hmm. see the friends at a set that's not familiar, it feels kind of weird. It feels weird. Yeah. Well said. Mm -hmm. My number three. Let's see where we get into this top three. I think all of my top three are quintessential why the good place is so special and unique episodes Mm -hmm. i think these are the three best episodes of the show that we've covered so far and my Mm -hmm. number three parts of me have thought about holding this episode back a little bit because i don't think i liked it as much as i remember when we covered it but it's Mm -hmm. such it's the trolley problem it's Mm -hmm. such a great concept that most people that have any general school knowledge of philosophy like the most borderline have heard the trolley problem before and for the good place that started not so much at this point that we're at now started as a show that's about ethics in the afterlife i think this is one of the most creative blending of those two ideas Mm -hmm. where because it's the afterlife we can visualize and make real all of these things whether it's the trolley problem or changing it up to now you're a doctor and tell these people Mm -hmm. that their kid is gonna die or whatever i think visualizing that in the afterlife while staying true to the human nature of the question is really special and something that i think everyone who loves this show would put on a pretty short list of favorite things from the show right Mm -hmm. yeah i tried problems a great episode i'll talk more about it later nice my number three there's one that's not in my top five that i will defend later on why it's not there Mm -hmm. because i'm sure it probably is going to be one of the next two episodes you say if Mm -hmm. it's not i'll be a little bit surprised but there's so many good episodes that maybe i won't be wow um my number three everything is great part two (laughs) okay part one's on see i am totally flipped on those where i think part one is much stronger than part two See, I I love part two because part two for me, they figure it out again. We get more. I don't know. I like part two better. I think it's one of the best episodes of the season. Clearly. And for me, it's where I'm continuing that feeling of what are they going to do next? How are they going to keep this going? We get to see Jason doing stuff. I don't know. I I like part two better than part one. The reason that I don't like it as much is because... By part two, we've seen the Eleanor pull shots. These are for you. Cheaty, don't make this any harder than it has to be. We've seen it so many times. Yeah. It's not quite as fun to notice the new little details in it. That's why. I do like the Jason stretch of it better than any of the other like wake up stretches. Mm-hmm. And I like the ending. But that's why I put that as the lower half. But that's your yeah. number three? Number three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Top two episodes of the season. Are you going to wait to tell me what episode you were just referencing that you were sick about leaving off of your top five? Yeah. Okay. Say it. I think when I say my number two, it'll make it pretty obvious what my number one is, which mm-hmm. probably has been kind of obvious this whole time. There is one episode that I think encapsulates what's so special about season two of The Good Place. But my number two is The Burrito. Is that the episode you thought that you left off? Yeah. I love the burrito, and it was one of those episodes that I 
thought I didn't like as much. And then when I watched it, I realized how much I do. I love that it takes our humans and makes them face things for themselves. They don't have Michael to lead them through. They just have to make shit up. And it gives them not so much Cheaty and Jason, but it gives them these really strong moral tests that Mm -hmm. set up the finale, that set up that these people have changed since they've been dead. We get concrete proof through test that they aren't perfect, but each of the four of them have improved. And it sets up what you need for the judge to then out of nowhere agree to bring them back to life in the season finale. I think a lot of what works in the season finale is because of this episode. And I think this episode, like you said, it's kind of a season finale in its own. This episode is the culmination of a lot of great things in the second half of the season, and I like it a lot. It's my number two. And it's definitely boistered by things like Maya Rudolph's performance and mm-hmm. things like the kiss. We do get the big kiss in the burrito, I'm pretty kiss. sure, between Chidi and Eleanor. You get Eleanor. the kiss in the next episode. Are you positive? Yeah, it's in the very beginning. Sure. But you get 100%. the pretty concrete setup that Chidi's thinking about it here, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I think I'm You're wrong. You're wrong. Fake cheaty. You're right. The first stretch of somewhere else feels like the last stretch of the burrito, but that doesn't change anything. It's still my number two pretty solid. Here's why the burrito did not crack my top five. I think it's a great episode. I think You're it allowed. has the best Tahani mad. stuff of the show so Little far. Mad. It has one of the best Eleanor the moments of the show so far. Cheaty spends <laughs> hours not being able to pick yeah. a hat, and Jason's it. playing Madden, and that frustrates me because <laughs> I wanted more out of that. There's only so much time in the episode. I get it. But that's where I'll raise my argument again that the burrito should have – it should have been the two – last two episodes were the burrito and I then more yeah. stuff and then somewhere else should have started next season. I'm not so mad about Jason's thing. I feel like what the writers would come up with is that if you put Jason in a real-world scenario, he's going to make the wrong decision. If yeah. you like – VR him into a world where he's with Pillboy and they have to do the safe thing again. He's going to do it. So I think they did the Madden thing for good reason. I agree mm. with you on the cheaty The cheaty one. thing is what frustrates yeah, me I agree a lot with you. Because I'm like cheaty. What is my number two? What's your number two? My number... <sighs> have I'm I like... said this episode? Your number two? Well, here's the thing. My one and two are really, really close. Really close. You're even thinking I'm about switching guessing. it, aren't you? I think I know what they are. Yeah. I've said one of them and I haven't said the other one. You know what? I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with what I have. That's fine. My number Don't two let me sway is you in any way. If that's what one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. Yes. Dance Dance Resolution. Yeah, that's fine. It's a perfect episode. It's, yeah, it is. It's so good. Jason, the fact that they <laughs> made Jason calling Tahani an eight out of 13, a like emotionally resonant moment. <laughs> incredible jason's great in this episode everyone's fantastic we get to see so much in such a short amount of time i think it's just pretty near perfect and it shows just how far this show can go and then it flips it on its head so it's it's a great episode i have so much to say about it that i can't say much about it we did a whole episode about it go back and listen to it it's great it's fantastic it's my number one one of the multiple episodes of this show that i give a 10 it's obvious it's my number one it's Mm -hmm. probably my favorite episode of the series but i think that could change going into season three and season four Mm -hmm. and it's a simple answer why it's my number one of the season that stretch that's all of the reboots like the clip show moment where Mm -hmm. they're wrestling with the pigs angry and all of the (laughs) cut to cut to huh hmm guys i don't know i think that is my favorite (laughs) thing the good place ever did Mm-hmm. That sequence is my favorite thing the show did, period. So it's my number one. And the rest of it, it with Jason and the dance team and giving Michael advice that actually leads to something real happening. I believe this is what leads to, hey, guys, let's work together. That is how this mm-hmm. episode ends. 
I think it is the perfect bridge from the absolute zaniness of the beginning of season two because everything's been thrown out the window into the story of season two. But before they get to it, they do that ridiculous, beautiful, perfect sequence of mm -hmm. chaos in the best way. We've seen Eleanor in the gang's chaos sequence. That's like Michael's chaos sequence. Yeah. And it's so beautiful and I love it so much. My number one easily. Now you can talk about your number one, and I totally know what it is. So Trolley Problem is number one for yeah. me, and I went back and forth on this a lot, but I'm sticking with the Trolley Problem because I think that, like you said, it takes this basic philosophy thing that most of us have heard of in some way or another, and it totally flips it, and it really makes you ask a lot of questions. But the way that he's torturing cheating in this episode is so smart because whether it's evident to you right away or not that he's just torturing Chidi... Mm -hmm. The way he does it is so good because he's taking the thing that Chidi, the one thing Chidi has a grasp on and control of and shows him he has no understanding or grasp on it at all. And I think that just the it shows the power that Michael has, because until this point, we haven't seen Michael just take us to an alternate VR dimension. Yes. Out of nowhere. And he does it easily just the snap several times in this episode resets it with different people, different characters, brings the boots back into it, for God's sake. And it's, it's just really funny. And I think this episode, even though it comes after Dance Dance Resolution, it just reaffirms that this show can do whatever the hell it wants to do. Yeah, and it sure can. can. Do it really well. That episode, I, I didn't mention this. What I think makes that episode really interesting is because it's about how Michael sets down his track of learning the importance of and following human ethics. Mm -hmm. Because he starts that episode as, I can do anything, none of this shit matters, yeah. By and by the end of the episode, he hasn't been swayed, but he's been swayed to listen to the people mm -hmm. who do the know more about him. The conversation with he and, and Eleanor like in this episode is is one of Very the best. Good. Just one on one, get your shit together. You have to change moments in the show, and it's great. Fully understand why it's your number one. Give me your top five. Run them down. Top five. Number five, Janet and Michael. Number four, Diana, Jake, and Trent. Number three, Everything is Great, Part Two. Number two, Dance Dance Resolution, and number one, The Trolley Problem. And what's the episode number on that uh, Everything is Great Part 2? Would you call uh, that That is the... Season 2, Episode 1, Part 2. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> My top five, number five, Team Cockroach. Number four, Everything is Great Part 1. Number three, The Trolley Problem. Number two, The Burrito. And number one, Dance Dance Resolution. What a fucking season of TV. It's the best season of The Good Place. It's one of the best seasons of network sitcom period. Definitely the most daring season of network mm -hmm. sitcom The period. fact, Zach, that you and I only had two in common in our top five shows how great a season this and was. two of your bottom three are We're in my top. top five. And you can listen to my reasoning and not disagree and with, with it. it. Yeah. That is really special, and very, very few shows can pull that off. It's great. So good. <laughs> Before we no finish skips. wrapping up this final bow on season two, the last thing we've got to do is talk about the points that we've been mm -hmm. rewarding all season. At the end of each episode, we make a decision on one character that should get some good place points and one character that should get some bad place points. And here at the end of the season, we like to compile all of that and see where the scores rank out just from the season. I feel like the people who have really strong positive scores, we should consider letting them go to the good place. And mm -hmm. anybody with a zero or a negative score should Gotta go to go. the bad place because it's mm -hmm. strict. Well, Who didn't we let this? Oh, no, we argued place. about it last year, the zero going to the medium place or not. I think I won. No, that wasn't what it was. It was Tahani, Tahani going to the score. good place with a low score. That's what it is. And I won. So all season we've been giving out points. Shut up. 
Who cares? I am. I guess I do glow when I win. Death. That's true. <laughs> so we're gonna look at these scores, the the goods and the bads. This has been a season of a lot of Eleanor positive scores. Going into this, you not knowing the information, how the data rolls out. Who do you think will be going to the good place? Who do you think will be going to the bad place? I think Michael's going to the good place. I think we gave Michael the good place a lot of times. Like we also gave Michael the bad place a lot of times. So it might also be That's Eleanor. Because Eleanor had a great season as well. Bad place? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that it's probably going to be... I don't think Tahani's going to do as well this season as last season. Let's talk about the bad place first. Let's go through that. Mm-hmm. Starting with zero and working our way down. This is going to break the hearts of a few. It breaks the heart of me a little bit. Oh, no. But Not coming our boy. in at zero points is Janet. Oh. Janet. Janet's a true neutral. So That's true. She fits there, but it does send her to the bad place, and that's sad. Mm-hmm. She did get positive points, and she did get negative points that ended up canceling each mm-hmm. other out. Zero points for Janet, Janet to the bad place. Also to the bad place is our boy. At negative 100 points, Cheaty sends to the bad place. Ooh, did I give Cheaty a bad place? Yeah, the hat one. You totally did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of our bad place losers are in the negative 100 score. So I'm mm-hmm. going to shout all of those out quickly. Vicky goes to the bad place with negative 100 points. That's there correct. was an episode where I gave Vicky positive points and it ended up What's working its way you? back down to negative 100. I think it was because she stood up against Michael, who was like a bad mm. boss. Um, negative 100 points sends Mindy St. Clair to the bad place this season. I think That's one of us belongs. gave her a negative 100. Eleanor's mom sure. with negative 100 points is going down there. Brittany, the roommate, negative 100 mm-hmm. points. And the dress bitch, whose name I refuse to learn, also negative 100 points. Yeah. All those people to the bad place. Janet and Chidi are sad, but the rest of them make sense. Mm-hmm. Coming into the bottom, at the very bottom, with negative 600 points, we're sending Tahani Al-Jamil yeah, to Tahani's the bad place. Yeah, behavior was not good. She was mean to Jason. She was mean to her fake soulmate, the short mm-hmm. guy. There were a lot of things that got Tahani negative points. Yeah. However, I think by the end, we have turned a new page with Tahani. Mm-hmm. But Tahani it took a while. A moment in the burrito. And negative 600 points, Tahani, is the ultimate bad place. Mm-hmm. If we could only send one person, it would be Tahani to the bad yeah. place based off of season two behavior. In the positive, there's only three names that wow. leaned positive. The lowest one. But enough to, I think, go to the good place at 250 points is Michael. Yeah, Michael gets it. He got a lot of negative in the bad, but he got a lot of positive in the end. And I have totally been awoken to the idea that this is the season of Michael's story, of his character arc from villain to hero. And the guy who's reading the ticker tape in the end is not the guy who wakes up Eleanor in the beginning. So Michael going to the good place makes sense. Crazy. Have you seen a show? Because anime goes nuts with this shit. But like outside of anime, I can't think of a character arc from so bad to so good. It's like a reverse Walter White. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh my God, I need a death match between (laughs) Ted Danson and Brian Cranston. Walter. (laughs) Number two, the second place with the second highest score at 400 points, Jason Mendoza. There was a point in the season where Jason had like 600 points. And then I think there was wow, an ep- a time or two bit. where he lost a few. But 400 points, more than enough to send Jason good to the for good Jason. place. And coming in at number one, not much of a surprise. She did start off the season with a couple of negative points. Mm-hmm. But at 550 points, we're sending Eleanor to the good place. She That's almost great. got sent to the good place. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think the streak is necessarily going to continue into season three because I think some of the stuff that happens here at the end of season two does undoes yeah. a little bit of her work. But that is our good place, bad place roundup for the season. If you guys have fun being a part of this, send us an emails for season three. We want your trivia questions for episodes in season three coming up. And we want who you would give points to the good place and bad place. Let us know. Timeknifepod at gmail.com. Before we close out the show here, since we don't do this for every episode like we have on other podcasts, I want to give a season MVP. I think Mm -hmm. there are two answers, and I'm interested to see what side of the coin you have landed on. So, Zach, here's my dilemma. There's two right answers to this question. It just depends on whether you're thinking about, you know, who had the most growth Mm -hmm. or who did the best. Totally. And in the National Basketball Association and the National Football League, they give both an MVP award Mm -hmm. and a most improved award. That's going to come back award. Most improved this season, most improved player, haha, goes to Michael for me. But my Mm -hmm. most valuable player of the season goes to one Eleanor Shellstrop because she is the only person that has legitimately earned a spot in the good place and then was such a good friend that she turned it down because she didn't want to abandon her troop. And I I think that's pretty fantastic. I'm going to go with your setup with most improved, most valuable, because I think you're wrong. I think because she earns a spot in the good place, Eleanor is the most improved player from where she Mm -hmm. started the beginning to the end. I think Michael, because of how many times he puts his neck on the line to get people to the next spot, to give up his own life to protect those, and then to totally question the world of bureaucracy that he was bred to understand and work for because he changed his mind. I think that makes him the most valuable player, the MVP, because they could not get where they are without him. Well, hey, I can't argue with that. This has been such a fun roundtable. I've genuinely really enjoyed looking back at season two, and I'm really looking forward to getting right into season three with the two-part mm-hmm. Everything is Bonzer. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What are some of your closing thoughts as we put season two to bed? Give it a little kiss. I think season two of The Good Place, like you said earlier, is one of the best, if not the best, and certainly the most daring season daring, of sitcom sure. television that I don't exists. know about the best because it depends on what you want. If you want want laughs, I don't think it's the best. Mm -hmm. If you want daring, if you want something you've never seen before and nobody else could do it after without being compared to this, it might be the best. Yeah. I think that the people that made this show hit the nail on the head with this season Mm -hmm. and knowing what happens going forward, they set up things in such a smart way that I had no idea they were setting up at the time. And I'm really excited to get to experience all the stuff that this season made possible. Yeah, me too. Well said. Great season. Good roundtable. Good season of the podcast. Having a lot of fun. And it is going to be bittersweet, what, 30-ish or less episodes from now when it's Wowza, time to yeah. put the time knife to bed. Mm-hmm. But we still got half the show to get time knife. Something that I think is neat, and here's a thought that I would like to close this roundtable on mm-hmm. that I think is sweet. Every year, or every, it feels like a year, but it's not a year. Whenever we finish a season of a show that we're covering, I do go back through the episodes to compile some of this information. I could be taking notes 
But it's fun for me to go back because from the beginning of starting the community podcast, I don't think there's been a single season that we've done that there hasn't been a progression of improvement. I think even this season of The Good Place, we're still like this was the season where I learned how to make our audio not have background (laughs) noise. Where Zach figured out what a plugin was. Every season, we're still blazing forward. I think we're getting funnier. I think we're getting more analytical with our show. It's been a really fun season talking about the show yeah, with you. it's been you. a blast. And I think we've had some of our goofiest, silliest bits. Please, audience, find that TikTok Ladies. Find the TikTok of me, ladies. Please. Danny and I looked for like an hour. Did you and really? We found, we found the trend. But we haven't found you yet. It might That's not have been posted. So, so funny. Or I'm sure it's a really small account. We looked or for a long time. But we're I love that find you did you that. Back. Guys, find it. Find I it. I searched everything that could possibly result to me seeing you. Well, guys, if you like what we do Sexy here, redhead in glasses, dances in Target. If you want to be first in line to find if we find that TikTok, it's going to the patrons first. Consider yeah. supporting us. $5 is the, the starting pledge over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. All kinds of Patreon exclusive content that we put just as much effort as we do this podcast over there. And you can only get it over there. So if you like what we do here and you want to listen to us a little bit more every week, consider supporting us on Patreon. Steven. Where else can the people find us? And you're going to have to change up what you say a little bit here because one of the platforms doesn't exist anymore. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if you want to interact with us without spending your apartheid money, if you X can come... marks your spot. <laughs> Gross. If you can go follow us over, is it still follow? You can, you can X us. <laughs> yeah, over on X over <laughs> at Time Knife Pod. And we're also on Instagram oh, uh, under the same name. Uh, or see the video campaign. Until they podcast. change that to W or something. Exactly. <laughs> I hope it's just everything's letters now. <laughs> My job is beach. <laughs> where they can <laughs> come and uh, find us on YouTube. Search the name of the show into the time knife. Only uh, place you can get the video. And how about stuff. I show off what about my The Muppets Are Punk shirt? That's badass. It's little, that's, but I that's like pretty, it a lot. That's I like cool. it a lot. Thank I like you. that shirt. I'm wearing my uh, Konosuba shirt. Cool. Season three officially announced to come out in 2024 after the Megamine spinoff. So I'm Is that super the It's Always Sunny one? That. Yes. Nice. Zach, you got to watch it. It's nah. really, really good. Nah. Season two in the movie are I two of the funniest you, things I've ever seen in my life. And I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I tell you to watch all kinds of stuff that you really should watch, and you're not going to watch it because I told you to watch it. That's I just stuff you told me to how watch. it works. I mean, I, I watch some stuff you tell me to watch. I don't watch yeah, any sure. anime you tell me to watch. But I'm always down when you give me uh, some some extra Steven time to do one of those mm-hmm. anime. This is not a conversation for the podcast. We're done. God we'll have damn. the business talk elsewhere. We'll fight about these things. Audience. We love you very, very much. I am so grateful that you hang out with us, that you put up with this Tom foolery and chicanery, and I hope that you'll join us next time to kick off season three of The Good Place. Steven, get us out of here. For God's sake, get us out of here. (laughs) In the name of Ewa, the mother tree, from inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. You want to get a better read on I'm Zach? It sounded like you just took a big hit of hookah. It sounded weird when I said it. It sounded like I wasn't certain of my own name, didn't it? Yeah. Well, I can't just do the I'm Zach. I mean, let's roll it again. Marker. By love of Awa. From inside the timeline. Black lives matter. I'm Zach. 
Damn it, I paused, I'm but I am Zach. And we'll see you next time, you, <laughs> you lovable scamp, you. Thanks Bye, for everyone. Bye-bye. How did I get here?